should be in town by the time the stage gets in from Kenwood, Tonto. Uh, I'm hoping the government representative will be on it. In plenty late. It was a good idea for the government to decide the argument between the settlers and the Eastern Company. But if they don't learn the decision soon, the settlers may sell out to Randolph. The hearty cry of Hyo Silver has echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories, featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. The Lone Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of the Lone Ranger. Whenever men gathered around frontier campfires, stories were told of the masked rider of the plains. Astride his great horse, Silver, he fought crime through the length and breadth of seven states. His efforts in the cause of justice were tireless. And although history does not record his deeds, he will always be remembered as the man who did most to bring law and order to the West. Now return with us once more to those thrilling days when the West was young and adventure was found at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Someone's waiting for us near Big Ben! Come on, Silver! Trouble threatened in the vicinity of Big Bend when an eastern company, basing its claim on an old land grant, attempted to take over the homes and property of settlers in the disputed territory. As our first scene opens, we see the masked man and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, approaching town on their way to the stagecoach station. We should be in town by the time the stage gets in from Kenwood, Tonto. Uh, I'm hoping the government representative will be on it. In plenty late. It was a good idea for the government to decide the argument between the settlers and the Eastern Company. But if they don't learn the decision soon, the settlers may sell out to Randolph. Who, Randolph? He's the agent of the syndicate, Tonto. He's shrewd and not too honest. Oh. He's been trying to buy out the settlers for a tenth of what their property is worth. Mm, that's plenty bad thing. Yes, most of the men convinced the government will decide against them. They're becoming discouraged and willing to sell for what they can get. Uh-huh. 
Amos Drake is the leader of the landowners. If it weren't for him, most of the land would have been sold to the syndicate already. Why, fella from East, not him. I don't know what's delaying him. Word was received by Pony Express that the decision had been made, and a representative was being sent here to announce it. Why then do that? The government doesn't want the decision known until their man arrives. Mm, that's strange. No, whichever way the decision goes, there's apt to be trouble. It's wise to have a man from Washington here with authority to deal with it. Oh. There's the stagecoach station now, Tutter. Um, there are plenty of feller there. Everybody's hoping that the government man will come on today's stage. Ooh, that big feller wearing a black coat. That's Philip Randolph, the syndicate's man. The name is Drake is standing beside him. Oh. We'll stay behind the station here, Tutter. Then uh, not see us here. Go, Silver. Oh, my feller. Oh. I want to watch Randolph. I doubt that he'll be willing to settle the argument honestly. Uh, right. Here comes the stage now. We'll soon know if the man from Washington is on it. Gives you that much more time to try to get folks to sail out for nothing. <laughs> I won't argue with you. There's John Perry, manager of the stage line. Maybe he's got some word what's causing the delay. Howdy, Amos. Howdy, John. I was just wondering if. See, what's making you look so downright sour? Well, Amos, I just learned something today that sort of upset me. It, it ain't about that fella from Washington, is it? Nope, it's Sam. Huh? What's the matter with Sam? Him and me have been friends since uh, he first took to driving the stage for you. I reckon you'll find out soon enough. Sam, climb down over that stage. I want to talk to you. Sure thing, Mr. Perry. Uh, what's on your mind? I'm going to ask you a kind of funny question, Sam. Yeah? Just tell me where the baggage scales are sitting. But what's Go the... on, tell me. <laughs> Shucks, they're right over there by the door like they always is. Well, they ain't. They was moved around back today. Even lizard, Sam. Are you plumb blind? Why, That's just it, Amos. Sam is blind. Can't be. Mr. Perry's right, Amos. I... I reckon there ain't no use me pretending anymore. Well, uh, I'll be doggone. I've been wondering why Sam's wife took to walking down here to meet him lately. But I never know till Joe Lieber told me today. It was because Sam can't see no more. It was Joe that told you, Mr. Perry? Uh-huh. That doggone... Sam, how in Tunky could you fool us like this? Well, I've been losing my sight for near a year, Amos. But it ain't been but for the last week or so that I couldn't see at all. But how could you drive the horses? Shucks. Blackie and Nick and the rest of them don't need nobody to drive them. They savvy just as much about their job as I do. But, uh, I, I, I drove them same horses for years. Why, we savvy each other just like they was humans almost. Ain't that right, Blackie, old fellow, huh? You see? I'm sorry, Sam. You've been a good man. But I'll have to let you go. I I knew it'd have to come, Mr. Perry. It'll take me a day or two to figure what you got coming. Then you can drop back here and I'll pay you off. But, Mr. Perry, ain't there something I can do around the station or the horses? Why, driving the stage has been my whole life. I I wouldn't want to live away from the business. I'm sorry. Who, uh, who's taking my place? I reckon I'll give Joe Libra a chance at it. That crook? Now, that ain't no way to talk. But I... Besides, it was Mr. Randolph that gave him a recommend. Randolph? 
He's the worst crook in these parts. You shouldn't feel that way, Amos, just because he's working for the syndicate. <laughs> Sam, you can help unhitch the horses right now. But tomorrow, Joe will be driving the stage. All right, Mr. Perry. Hold on, Sam. Yeah? I've been wondering what could have happened to that government fella. You don't figure he could have got sick or something and is laying up in Kenwood, do you? Ain't heard nothing like that. Well, I'll be walking back uptown then, I guess. So long. Bye, Amos. All right, fellas. Let me through. I've got to see to the horses. Get back, by the way. Hello. I wonder if Amos could be right. Steady, Silver. What? What that? It's possible that the man from Washington is ill. That would explain his delay. Oh, it's worth investigating. Come on, Toto. What we do? We're riding to Kenwood to see what we can learn. Come on, Silver. Get him up, my fellow. The following day, Joe Lieber drove the stage to the town of Kenwood... There he picked up a single passenger, a tall Easterner for the return trip to Big Bend. We see Joe now as he speaks to the guard while guiding the horses over the rough trail to town. Well, the fellow we got inside is a government hombre, all right, Pete. You sure of that? There can't be no doubt of it. Randolph told me just what he looked like. I'll Randolph find out about <laughs> it. <laughs> the same way he found out the government decided to get his company. Yeah. And this Eastern Senegal is a powerful, smart outfit. They had fellas in Washington spying for them. Uh-huh. But what do you uh, figure? Just a second. Uh, this is where we're leaving the trail up. Easy there, you critters. Blast you. Quit trying to stay on the road. Hey, Savvy Stern, well, this ain't the way to go. Yeah, I'll teach you. Take that. Get along with you. Get up there. Uh, oh, sure. Boss. This whole trail ain't been used for a long spell. So we can get through? Yeah, we'll make it all right. Wonder if that government fella's got any notion we ain't taking him to town. Why should he? He ain't never been this way before. This is mighty risky business. Yeah, Mr. Randolph's pain is good, ain't he? Yeah, but just all the same. All we gotta do is keep away from town long enough so Mr. Randolph can buy up that land. Before the settlers can find out they won. You figure themselves? Sure they will. Most of them don't reckon they stand a chance against the syndicate. Uh-huh. So they'll sell now. And they won't be able to get nothing at all later on. The boss is sure plenty smart. Yeah, he is that. How much farther we got to go? Oh, not far. Just this side of the old bridge up ahead. Well, I say, the old cabin? Yeah, there ain't no better place to hide out. Nobody ever comes this way no more. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Randolph will let us know when we can let the government tell to go. Then he'll pay us off and we'll clear out of this part of the country. Ain't Randolph taking big chances? Oh, shucks. Ain't no one can prove he had anything to do with it. What are we going to do with the stage? Hey, you just leave that to me. Well, there's just one thing I won't stand for. There ain't going to be no killing. You're blamed right, Jerry. I don't hanker to get my neck in a noose any more than you do. All right, get along there, blast you. It was Randolph found out about Sam going blind, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he told me and I told Mr. Perry. So I got the job driver. Hadn't you better rein up? Yeah. And just as soon as I do... You hop down and come in that fellow with a gun. I'll take care of him. Yeah, this will do all right. Pull up, Doc. Oh, bless you. Pull there, boy. I'll get him all right. Yeah, I'll be right with you. Right. 
idea of stopping here. Climb out of there, mister. Come on. We got you covered. What the... Get out before we drill you. Is this a holdup? Never mind what it is. I sure have. You men can be jailed for this. Uh-huh. But we got to be cats first. I'll see. Shut up. Pete, hold them horses a second. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll show you what I had in mind to do with the stage. I still don't savvy what you're You watch. You're blamed right, I am. Uh, just hold them horses. Are you crazy, man? Yeah. I reckon that'll do it. Now, hand me the whip, Pete. Right here. Here you are. Yeah, good. Uh, just get them horses started back for town. But what are you going Get along with you. Get up. Get up there. Go on. Get along with you. Places did you do that for, Joe? Horses will head right for Big Ben. Yeah, what good work. <laughs> and when they get there, everybody will figure we was held up and shot. But all the time, we'll be right over there in the cabin. And this fella here is staying right with us. <laughs> In town, the usual crowd of people waiting for the stage was increased when word was spread that the stage was unaccountably late. We see the district manager, John Perry, as he attempts to answer their worried questions. The stage is almost a half an hour late already, John. Figure there could have been an accident. Weren't never late when Sam was driving. Can't you tell us what's happened? Quiet, folks. Quiet. How do you figure I know any more about it than the rest of you? But what if the government feller was on the stage today? No one's got any call to be worried. But look here. Joe's I... a new man on the stage. You can't expect him to do so well right off. <laughs> Amos, you might as well forget about that fellow from Washington. It won't matter if he does come. Last you, Randolph. I've called a meeting for tonight. Everybody who wants to sail while they have the chance will be there. Ain't got no right to do that. There's nothing to stop me. You... There's the stage. I've never seen no driver. What's happened to Joe? My golly. Them horses are coming in with themselves. There's been trouble. Grab them horses. Stop. I'll get them. Oh, oh, Then a hold up. There's bullet holes for Sage. Maybe Joe and Peter are killed. I wonder if the government feller was along. I don't know, but something's got to be done. Somebody get the sheriff. We got to figure this thing out. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Next time on The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. I don't know why. Just a minute. A masked man. I want to talk to you men. You're an outlaw. Get out of here. I'm not an outlaw. Then what do you do with... I have time to waste explaining. I can't see you, stranger. But you don't sound to me like an outlaw. What's your game? I want Sam's help. My help? What do you want with a blind fella? The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network, a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.